Our second scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel of John. And so hear now these words from John. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again. He summoned Jesus and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate asked him, what is the truth? This ends our scripture reading, but may these words continue to resound in our hearts. Will you pray with me? O gracious and loving God, may the meditations of all our hearts and minds be pleasing unto you this day and always. Amen. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! There you go. (laughs) What was that, Rich? (laughs) Well, at least it's Happy New Year's Eve. But I'm guessing most of you didn't know that we would be celebrating the dawn of a new year today. But this is indeed the end of the liturgical calendar or the church year, and a new year begins next week with Advent. And so when I read this passage from John, I found it a bit odd that this would be the final reading of the church year. It seemed to me that this would be more fitting during Holy Week, when we read the passages that lead to Jesus' arrest, crucifixion, and of course, the hopeful, triumphant story of the resurrection. But those wise theologians who chose the scripture readings for the three cycles of the liturgical year chose this passage for today. So who was I to question whether it was really fitting? And of course, the more I read this passage, the more it became clear why it is so appropriate for today. For this day is celebrated in churches around the world as the reign of Christ, sometimes also known as Christ the King. And we've heard beautiful music that celebrates Christ's reign. So hear this story from John again, and imagine yourself witnessing this exchange between Pilate and Jesus, as Pilate is trying to establish who is the real king. Pilate really, really didn't want to be the one to pass judgment on Jesus. His own wife had warned him that based on her disturbing dream, the Pilate should have nothing to do with this righteous man. Pilate, a powerful man, seems to enter this scene shaking in his Roman boots, afraid this humble son of a carpenter might be more powerful than Pilate himself, but he just can't seem to figure out why. 
And Pilate is doing everything he can to trick Jesus into saying what is necessary to condemn him. But Jesus just taunts him instead. Pilate asks, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered, do you ask this on your own or did others tell you about me? In other words, Jesus is asking him, what do you really know? Are you condemning me based on gossip and rumor? Or do you claim to really know who I am? And so Pilate tries again and asks Jesus, your own nation and priests have handed you over. What have you done? And Jesus taunts him once more. My kingdom is not of this world. And Pilate, thinking he has finally tricked him into saying the answer that will convict him, says, ah, so you are a king. And of course, Jesus has the perfect response. You say that I am king, but I was born and came to this world to testify to the truth. And those who belong to the truth listen to my voice. Well, Pilate must have been really confused at this point. The truth? What in the world was Jesus talking about? Power and wealth and lordship over the weak and powerless. That was the truth, right? Who was this Jesus and what could he possibly be talking about? And Pilate, like so many others then and now, can't imagine a king who doesn't rule with worldly power. He thought this kind of power enabled him to protect his turf, his own interests, and Pilate was in the habit of wielding that kind of power when he used soldiers and weapons, invasions and persecution to protect what Rome already had and wanted to expand. Pilate must have been so afraid, feeling a bit vulnerable and panicky as he sensed that this man possessed a different kind of power. Pilate had missed the prophecy we heard spoken in 2 Samuel from another king, King David, who said, whoever governs fairly and well, rules in the name of God, is like first light at daybreak, without cloud in the sky, like green grass carpeting earth, glistening under the rain. Pilate was clearly no glistening patch of dewy grass. And, where he, and here he stands before this Jesus, and Pilate just couldn't comprehend this king who walked the dusty roads in his sandals, who healed the lame and sick, who fed the poor, who even talked to women. This king ruled with love, and it scared the hierarchy who, of course, ruled from a position of fear. And it was fear that gripped those who thought they had power who would send Jesus to his death. A death, of course, that would change the world forever. For yes, Christ had died, but Christ has risen, and Christ will come again. But what if Pilate and all the others moving about their kingdom in fear would have stopped and just taken a deep, deep breath? And even if just for a moment surrendered the love of power and instead basked in the power of love. The love that said, blessed are the poor. The love who said, you need to humble yourself, for the last will be first, and the first will be last. The love who said, pick up your stones, only if you are without sin. 
This is indeed a fitting passage for the end of the liturgical year on the eve of Advent, the season in which we prepare our hearts with great anticipation of the coming of love into the world once more. Pilate didn't get a second chance, but we do. Every day, every season, every year, we get a chance to take a deep breath and surrender our fear and prepare our hearts to listen to the one to be born who will speak the truth. And so I invite you right now on this New Year's Eve to take a deep breath. And try to release the power of this world that keeps you from truly embracing the kind of love that Jesus proclaims. What stands in our way? Is it the fear that others may have more possessions than we do? Are we afraid to be vulnerable and truthful about our own struggles in life for fear of being judged? Or is it just too scary to forgive that person who has caused us harm? Because then we might have to forgive ourselves. And just as Pilate was asked this question, who do we think Jesus is? Do we belong to his truth? Do we move about the world clinging to our perceived power, or do we join in Jesus' call to create the kingdom of love, hope, peace, and joy here on earth? Jesus offered Pilate an opportunity to free himself from his fear and need for power, to listen to the truth that Jesus came to tell. Pilate missed his chance, but will we? How will we end this year and enter this new season? Will we spend it frantically rushing about, over-decorating, overspending, overeating, and obsessing about the things that have nothing to do with the advent of Christ? Or will we wait with hopeful anticipation, listening for the truth? Well, I love this quote from Jan Richardson that appears on our Advent postcard this year. Jan writes this, Anticipation, preparation, mystery, longing, darkness, wonder, surrender, desire, birth. The season of Advent means there is something on the horizon, the likes of which we have never seen before, it is not possible to keep it from coming because it will. That's just how Advent works. What is possible is not to see it, to miss it, to turn just as it brushes past you. And you begin to grasp what it was that you missed, like Moses in the cleft of the rock, watching God's hindquarters fade in the distance. So stay, sit, linger, Tarry, ponder, wait, behold, wonder. There will be time enough for running, for rushing, for worrying, for pushing. For now, stay, wait. Something is on the horizon. And so breathe deeply and let Christ reign in your hearts. And may you have a blessed and happy new year. Amen.